This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be started his practicing when he went to work for his father, even though he didn't really want to, to build the family wine business, Wine Library, which he built from $3 million to a $60 million company in just five years. He did this with the help of his daily YouTube show, Wine Library TV, which he launched when YouTube was still in its infancy. After he gained an understanding of how to use social media effectively, he and his brother decided to build VaynerMedia, a social media agency which now employs over 600 people across multiple offices. Along the way, he started investing and now has a very impressive portfolio as the co-founder of VaynerRSE, investing in companies like Facebook, Twitter, and Uber. Thank you so much for making some time for us today. Thanks for having me. I want to kind of just go through your story um, your whole kind of life and pull out some key things, Do your thing. success along the way. So you started selling and having success in sales as a kid. Like really young, right? Like now, when I, like my daughter's six now, she's in first grade, I was already really selling. Wow. And so when I look at her and her classmates, I'm like, <laughs> man, I was a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> was that taught or do you think? No, that no, was definitely not, not at taught. All. No, really? No, my, my, my mom is not a salesperson. Okay. My, by any, she, she's, she's a, she's, She's a genius marketer, but she's not a salesperson. My right. dad wasn't around. He was working. We were trying to make it in America. Um, no, that was that was definitely just, that's ingrained, right? Okay. No question. The same way that my daughter's a performer, like she's just going to perform in the middle. My daughter's a Broadway show in, in the <laughs> 60-year-old pack. Like we're walking in the middle street, she'll just perform. Awesome. In the same way that I would have been that same kid picking up a rock and trying to sell it to somebody as we were walking. Mm. So I think that was a DNA game. Okay. And so then in your teens, yes. baseball cards, yes. or late preteen, I guess. Yeah, 12, 13, 14, 15 baseball cards. So were you that kid who like didn't play on the weekends? Like you weren't right. like, you were right. you were hustling. Right. Yes. And I heard you say in an interview with a mutual friend of ours, Lewis House. Yes. You actually said, which you haven't said this very often, you said you had to give up some things, which I thought was interesting because a lot of people don't talk about that part. What do you feel like you had to give up growing up? Uh, fun. Really? Do you yeah. regret that? A little. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, as I start thinking back, like, I definitely think I should have hooked up with more chicks. <laughs> let's, let's keep it real. I'm keeping it very yeah. real. But like, but, and I'm not joking. I, I think that, especially 18 to 22, I mean, I left college every weekend to go work at Wine Library. Wow. Like, literally. Like, fr- you know, like, think about college for a second, everybody. Mm-hmm. Think about, think about Friday after, like, mid, like, morning or afternoon, like, what, where your mindset is, what you're about to do for two and a half days. I was taking a, I was taking two trains to get to the Boston train station to then take a train, and we didn't, I didn't buy Excella tickets back then, so it was like <laughs> a long train ride to New Jersey, getting to Woodbridge Station at you know eight, nine, ten. My dad picking me up and getting home to an hour away, and then sleeping for six or seven hours, and then dad waking me up, and then spending all day Saturday at the store, and then the next morning having breakfast with my mom and my brother and sister, and then driving. Or taking the train back to Boston. See, like, I like, love hearing that part. That's, I mean, that's and, crazy. and honestly, I talk, and you know this, and a lot of you know this, I talk a lot about how that's great, but no question I went 100% on that. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably could have taken two out of every right. four weekends. And, and that's what always happens. You always are sacrificing in everything. There's always a give and take. You mm-hmm. can't have everything. And... But I don't talk about it a lot because it's not a regret. 
Okay. It's like I'm giving a, I'm trying to, you know, in the same way that I said something in Lewis's interview, like anytime I do this, I'm so thankful that people want me to do this. I, ne- I will never get too big to think this isn't cool, that people want to hear me, that people want me on, that I can, by being on it, I can help you. Like sending that retweet helps you. You're yep. about to pick up fans. I like that. I like that. Anyway, I put it on myself to talk about things a little bit differently, even with my show and my Daily V. Mm-hmm. I want to bring you value for your show to make it a worthwhile thing for my fan base. I, I'm scared to talk about it as a regret because it's not truly a regret. Mm. It's, a, it's a, maybe I would tweak a little bit, but I'm not a, when you make your bed, you're not allowed to complain. Mm. And I'm so tired of everybody complaining about like, oh, I don't, my workaholic friends, I don't see my kids enough, so see them. Hmm. Like, like, oh, I don't have enough money, so work more. Like, my friends were like, I wish I was more successful. I'm like, dude, you're on seven softball teams. I'm like, yeah. you know, if you, had, if you were right. on two, you'd have a lot more hours yeah. to maybe make some money. Go to, the, go, to, go to, like, the flea market and buy shit and sell it on eBay. You can make 400 bucks a week. Like, right. like you know. Mm-hmm. So explain how, a, in your later teens, how a teenage dude becomes obsessed with selling wine. I really fell in, I love my family. We had a family business, mm-hmm. but I hated beer and liquor. We made no money on it. Mm-hmm. And I realized people collected wine. And I was doing collecting sports stuff. And that was, that was literally it. Once mm-hmm. I realized, oh, people, oh wait, people collect this? Oh wait, this is grown up baseball cards? And that was it. And I like literally stopped reading the Beck, for all you 36 to 44 year old dudes that are watching or listening, uh, I stopped reading Beckett Baseball Card Guide and I started reading The Wine Spectator. And it was the same thing. You know, you know, 90 point scores from The Wine Spectator were the same thing as scoring 63 points in a basketball game. It was a marketplace of data and I was reverse engineering what I thought would be emerging and selling it, which is what I do today. The reason I'm so loud about Snapchat is there it is, guys. We knew it was coming. It's because it's underpriced. <laughs> okay. Meaning, all these personal brands, all these people I want to sell, whatever you want to sell, candles, ebooks, a show for sponsorship, it's underpriced. The attention on it is underpriced. Most people don't realize it's already 20 to 35-year-olds, not just 13-year-olds, and they're really paying attention to your mm-hmm. story. So if you win on it, you get a bigger land grab, the way I did on YouTube mm-hmm. and Twitter, and now on Snapchat, it's a land grab. Yeah, you're a visionary and you can kind of see ahead and you've talked about that a lot. For example, with Wine Library, when it was still a family wine business, you convinced your dad to hire a full-time web developer. Yes. Which was crazy at the time. This is pre-mobile devices, pre-Amazon, pre-everything. So is that, how how did you become so visionary? Can people learn that? Can we, like, I want to be like that. How do I, I do it, Gary? I don't think so. Okay, well, sad for me. (laughs) And I think the only way you can is if you try to spend all your time understanding consumer behavior. Mm -hmm. So the reason I'm good, my real, like, you're getting to a really interesting point. The thing, Mm -hmm. the thing that, you know, and I've got things. I'm a good communicator. I I, I work hard. Right. The one thing that does make me different that I know and I'm comfortable now talking about is, yeah, I mean, I just understand what you're going to do before you do it. Like, I know what you're thinking. It's why I'm a good salesman. <laughs> like, I'm a good salesman because I know what to say. Like, it's actually quite scary. It's almost like I feel like it's this scary power. Hmm. It's, you know, I could, and I, by the way, the, the single reason I feel good about life is I know that if I wanted to manipulate people to do anything, I could. Hmm. I really know that. Wow. 
because it's just what it, I don't know what else to say. It's just like probably like if you have a good singing voice, yeah. or if you're just pretty, and you just own like it. I just That's, have it. Like right. it's just like I know what to do. Mm-hmm. I know what you're feeling. I know what they're feeling. I know what he's feeling. I know it. And of course, sometimes you're not. But but I'm really good. And so the reason I don't watch shows like this or shows like mine or listen to anybody else. I don't listen to anybody. I always laugh when people are like, what do you think about what Seth Godin? I'm like, shit, because Seth's such a great guy. I'm like, <laughs> right. I don't know. I've never read anything. I don't, I've been listened to, I've never listened to a single, I've never listened to five minutes of any podcast. I've never listened to one minute of any podcast that's been put out by anybody. I don't even know what everybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Because what I do is I spend every minute watching every person on earth do things. Yeah. I'm spending time watching. I'm at a big enough base of attention now that when I'm putting out stuff, I'm watching how my big fan base is reacting to me on Snapchat and making decisions on what I need to do. I love Casey Nisa. He's amazing. I don't know what he's doing on his vlog. <laughs> so I don't know what to do on this like him, which makes it original. I yeah. think one of the reasons I'm original, and I yeah. think one of the reasons so many other marketers and personalities watch me is because I'm not regurgitating something else and then it yeah. feels fresh. Yep. And the way I do that is by only paying attention to my community and other human beings. When I go to the airport, it's like a petri dish. I just watch people. <laughs> and I watch what they're doing and like I'm like, ooh, like that's how I discovered Snapchat three years ago. I'm like, what is this yellow thing that all these ten year old kids you know, they were probably fifteen, but right. I saw that before it even spiked on the item. So I'm I'm a anthropologist or whatever they call it. Right. You, know, you know, like I'm I'm watching humans. Okay, let's jump back to uh, the wine business because yes. that line in your bio that everybody knows is you took your three million dollar mm-hmm. family business to sixty million, yeah. seventy million. Uh, and um, I was talking about my upcoming interview with you uh, to a family friend, and they were like, "Well, yeah, but he was successful because." There was that three million dollar family business. Yeah, listen, it's a what do you it's say to it's that? the thing that hurts my feelings the most that I'll never be able to beat. Uh, I'm not mad at your friend for thinking about that. You know, do I want your friend sitting here and do I want to debate with him that or her that I was making three thousand dollars a weekend when I was fourteen, right, when I was right. full time going to school, and like you know, and that that means I would make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, which oh by the way puts me in the top three percent of earners in America as a 14-year-old selling baseball cards. Listen, Wine Library was doing $3 million a year. It was making 10% gross profit, which means it had no money. Like, I got no, ca- every kid that starts an internet company right now that raises a million dollars has a lot more money than I had building Wine Library. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, very honestly, anybody who thinks that is a stupid business person. Okay. And that's what I say to it. And like, that's like a tough jab back. It's only because they don't understand business. They understand that to have no cash infusion Mm-hmm. To do new M and A activity, to get to raise no money. I think everybody right now that raises that same friend, who's by the way, friend. I'm sure you're lovely as shit. I know that I say stupid things about things that I don't understand. But any kid right now that raises a million dollars, which is there's a million of them right now, for a business, mm-hmm. already started better than I did with the three million dollar base. Mm-hmm. With I had no cash. Right. Okay. Like we weren't making. We were making ten percent gross profit. My dad was taking home one hundred fifty thousand a year, and that's it. So, like, there was no money. My marketing budget in year one was $4. Right. Like, the $8,000, you know, like, I had $8,000 in marketing, like, because I spent 15000 on a website that was worth a dollar, so I was already behind the ball. Like, building an actual business that does, like, it's just a lack of understanding business. Mm-hmm. It's just a lack of understanding business. It's the same people that tell you, like, that think what you're building here is easy. Because they they're just not watching the twenty four right. hours a day schlepping yeah. your husband around the world, like right? Like this is like like this yeah. is work. Yeah, watch my Snapchat. You know, like this, I... like this is this is yeah. work. So look, 
And, and, there are 800 million, there's, eight, there's a million people, minimally, that start at much better places than I do all the time and don't build. So, and listen, I get it though. I judge kids that start with $10 million trust funds, but guess what? If they build it to five billion? Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm feisty about that reaction and I'll never, listen, you're hitting on a very interesting thing. I talked about this in four or five interviews out of 100,000, so I used to cry and call my mom at 19 and 20 and say, I don't want to go into the family business because I knew this would come up. Mm. I knew how great I was and I knew it would come up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like is Larry Bird any worse because he had Kevin McHale and Robert Patrick? Like, like you know, it's like you, 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 when you know you're great, you want to prove that it's just you, but in life that doesn't exist. Right. Like, in life that doesn't exist. So I would say that to that friend that you grew up in America, which means you're in the top .01% of people that have a chance to build a business in the world. Is it a man or a woman? Man. White? Yeah. You're a white man <laughs> in America, which means in the world, in the world of the eight billion people, whatever you have, the you were you started off so much better than everybody. So I don't want to hear that okay. luck shit. Now tell us yes. what you think the keys. Did were. you warn everybody about the cursing? Oh well, I mean it's fine. I'll just okay. bleep out the bits. Got it. Got it. Uh, what do you think were the keys to that success? Long term view. So I was also a kid that built a business, let's take a different angle. I built a business from three to 25 million very quickly in the first little batch and I still paid myself, well my dad and I paid me $47,000 a year. So I'm living, now think about you in your mid-twenties, dude, you know? (laughs) And your your friends are making $100,000 a year because they went to Wall Street and all this, and you're making 47, you've built a 20, up to a $25 million business in a second, and you have the patience and humility and long-term view to pay yourself 47,000, because if you pay yourself 250, that's 200,000 you can't put into another employee, into another New York Times ad. Right. So I think the, the two core things were talent and patience. Yeah, I love all, he has a lot of con, uh, content about patience, and everyone needs to go watch all of it. Because, 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 it's the best. because you're not retiring tomorrow. Right. But why are so many people making actions that, anytime you go in for the kill, buy my $50,000 mastermind class, buy my $400 ebook, anytime you go in for the kill on your community, you've stopped the growth. Mm. You've changed the relationship. Wow. You're out of the friend zone and now you're hitting on me. Got mm-hmm. it? And so I never do that. You know my spiel. I give away my shit for free. Right. Do you ever feel like you're <clears throat> taken advantage of? No, because I think the universe does right by me, right? Okay. I mean, on an individual basis, absolutely. When I see people who've like, I've literally, because I watch my community, I, I know my community better than kind of the tastemakers, you know? Mm-hmm. When I watch, this, is, this really gets me my panties in a bunch. <laughs> Somebody will start a conversation in a Facebook group or something and say, would you pay five bucks a month for the Ask Gary V show? Like, they're always having that conversation, right? Right, right. And then somebody will write a long Facebook post of no, and like, what the, no way. What? And it's like literally somebody that I know that I've watched rip off my content <laughs> and then resell it for $200 an ebook hmm. and then say no. I'm like, you are just a, like, I'm, honestly, I just look at them like, that's just a bad person. Yeah. Or, or when, when I go in for a right hook around my books and I'm like, how many copies are you gonna buy? And somebody writes zero. And because you give your stuff away for free, it's gonna be the same content. And I'm like, I have not been capable of guilting you into $13 when you're buying bullshit from all these 
marketers for like, and but right. it, but I know why because perceived value is real. Let me explain for the people mm-hmm. that are growing their marketing skills. Perceived value is skill. It's kind of like mama telling her pretty girl like, don't give away the milk without buying the cow. Mm-hmm. If I'm free, and I'm giving away really good content for free, and I and and that's what's happening. All of a sudden, they've got me in that zone. Mm-hmm. If I just shut down and go for $5,000 a month behind a paywall, I'll make tens of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But that's just not what I, that's not how I want to make my money. I want to make my money long term, which is I want to be at the height, I want to be the North Star of marketing for every marketer in the world. And as the world goes this way more, and I keep being right, I have a chance. Mm-hmm. And then you have unlimited leverage. And then you could do a hundred different things. We had an interesting viewer question. She wanted to know uh, how you find like-minded people to be around. People who are just as energized and motivated as you. Who aren't going to take advantage of you or suck the life out of you. or Chance. Hmm. You know, I make a good gut call and then sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Hmm. Chance. Tell us about a big fat fail that you've had in the last year. I started five to six major divisions in VaynerMedia last year, and two of them worked really well, and the others didn't. And I don't think they're big fat fails, but I often say none, right? And then yeah, everybody yeah. gets mad. I'm trying to do better. Like, I'm not perfect. I, I never lose net net. Vayner exploded because mm-hmm. two of the five did so well right. that it covered the losses. Got it? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. I take risks every day. Yeah. I'm making mistakes every day. And then I also think a lot of the things that I do that are hidden might be fails. For example, all that time I put into the Ask Gary V show and now Daily B, if I put that into something else, could I, you know, and so mm-hmm. it, what people don't understand is fails are oftentimes the things you haven't done, mm. not what That's you've done it. and failed in. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I, when, when you live the life that I live and hopefully you'll continue to live and other people live, when oppor- like I'm crippled by opportunity. I could do four, I get offered 40 television shows a month is one of my fails passing on the next Shark Tank that would have made me the most famous person in America. That will happen. I will pass, this hasn't happened yet, but I think about it all the time. I'm gonna pass on something. Yeah. Like, no question if at the time I passed on Shark Tank, uh, that would have been a mistake. Hmm. So, you know, I'm waiting for those things. Uh, You know, I didn't invest in Uber's angel round twice. I lost $200 million because of that. That's a fail. Yeah. So tell us, what's your advice for someone who's just coming off of a big failure? If you want to fancy yourself as a true entrepreneur, businesswoman, you know, businessman, that's just part of the score. Like if you're, if you're too down because of fail, the truth is you may want to latch on to somebody else and be a number two or a number three or a number four because your makeup and your demeanor might be more suitable for that. Because when you're a number one, you don't even let them register. You just know it's part of the game. We only have a few minutes so I want to do something fast. Look at your list. Fast. Figure out what you want. Yes. And, I, and I, I'm enjoying this so much I'll even stay an extra couple minutes. Awesome. So we'll try to bang some more stuff out. Okay. Good viewer question from Kyle. How do you feel about people saying they're the next Gary V or the Gary V of such and such? Flattered out of my mind. Really? Yeah. I mean like sure I'm competitive like yeah right kid but I'm absolutely that's like 3% of it. 97% like oh my god I've done so well I've inspired people. I've created a, uh, something that people respect enough that they want to say they're the, 
You know, the one thing that kind of tweaks me a little bit sometimes is normally it also means that person's very hyper, and <laughs> you know, and yeah. so. But I get it. I mean, I, I right. know I know how I roll. So, okay, uh, tell us why you're pumped about your new book. Because it's the closest thing to Crush It is the most impactful book I ever wrote, and this is Crush It 2.0. This is my current state of the union on how to get out of out of what you're doing now and be successful or. It's actually more written for somebody even like you, which is you're in it, and this is how you're gonna get better. So unlike Crush It, which is really like rah, 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 and hey, look at this, this internet thing's coming, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you can win. This one's that, but also, hey, you've got a little something going? Here's how I, twice, have taken something from a small base from two, three million to 50, 60, 70. I mean, it's a hundred million dollar, VaynerMedia's a hundred million dollar company this year from three million five years ago. A lot of that is in there mm-hmm. and in detail. Awesome. And for someone who's just starting out at the very beginning of their business, maybe they just quit their job, they got a big contract, yep. they're on their own, but they don't have any employees or anything yet. What's your number one piece of advice for them? Work. You know, actually, I was going to ask you because on Snapchat this morning, you were like, do the work. Yes. That's the answer. And you were like, I could tell you were like so ticked. I'm just so ticked. I got 47 snaps in a row that were like, Gary, how do I work? <laughs> work. You know, like, like it's always the answer, meaning there's only two things, working smart and working hard. Smart being the strategy, the product you came up with, the idea, and then the actual, a lot, everybody's got ideas. The, a billion ideas are gonna be thought through by people today that could be $100 million businesses in six years, but like four are gonna execute on them. I come from the wine world. The best wines in the world, in my opinion, are blends. They're you know, 67% Cab, 30% Merlot, 4% Cab Franc. These words matter so much. Work. <laughs> like just the volume, like the hours, 12, 16, 19. So work, patience. It just does. Patient. It, you, if, you, if you know you're doing it for the rest of your life, you're not gonna do quick, cheap moves. If you think you're marrying the girl or the guy, you're gonna act differently around them than if you think you're hooking up with them one time in Palm Springs and you'll never see them again. Yeah. You're just gonna act different. That's, I marry my business. Too many of you wanna hook up in Vegas and it stays there in your actions. So work, patience, and the biggest one of all, I'm gonna ju- leapfrog, self-awareness. You have to know who you are. And, and I don't know if that's teachable. So I got very lucky. I would tell you that is the gene that I have that has made me me. I just know who I am. I've always known who I was. And I only play to my strengths. I do not put myself in a position to fail. Including things like I won't do a TV show that wants me to read the Chiron because I'm a bad reader and I'll come off terrible. Whereas here, yeah. as you're doing this interview, I'm the best at this, right? Like <laughs> I'm is. super good at this, mm-hmm. right? So um, my talks are good because I only talk about shit I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, I don't try to fake the funk and be like I'm a I'm a periscope. Infra- I'm a Slack. That's a good one. Slack. Mm. I'm very obsessed with it, but I'm not using. I'm not a Slack expert. Right. Like I'm not going to talk about that. But some people see Snapchat and Periscope and other things, and they want to be an expert right away because they know there's fast cash and this and that. And then they get exposed, and I'm like, I guys, the creme de la creme, and I'm going to put myself right in it because I'm in it. I'm judging you, and so is the establishment. Meaning, like the customers, the biggest brands in the world, the biggest. When you're saying wrong stuff, you've been eliminated. So you can make some quick dimes, but you've lost out on long-term dollars. Mm. Got it? Yeah, that's good. So keep your mouth shut if you don't know what you're talking about, and if you don't, put in the work to figure it out. I'm spending every minute on Snapchat to learn to reinforce my message. 
Yeah. And where, tell us where Gary Vee is in five years. No clue. But where I will be, and I really don't, but what I know I'll be doing is a lot of the same, which is I'll be marketing and running businesses as if it was 2021, while the most, while the rest of the market's going to be marketing like it's today. Yeah. That I know. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's what I do well. I'll be running my business and doing marketing things as the day we live in. Um, and that's something I think uh, I'm good at. All right, this is our fast facts round. What no. is the wallpaper on your on your phone? The wallpaper image on your phone? My two kids sitting at a pool with their backs Aww. to me. It's which very is interesting. Cute. cute, right? Okay, what's the last thing you Googled? Um... Uh, oh, how tall Ryan Fitzpatrick of the New York Jets was. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Scrabble or charades? Neither. Chocolate or vanilla? Uh, weirdly vanilla in shakes, but chocolate in hard form. Very specific. One, <laughs> one word that you're guilty of saying too often. Cadence. Really? Yeah, I can't stop. But it'll be gone That's soon. So I funny. get on two or three words for like seven months and then they disappear. Uncanny was 2014. <laughs> Who's the last person that called or texted you? Uh, I know the last person I did that with was my mom. The last person that did it to me was the call that I missed at, uh, at when did I call him? The call that I missed at 11 called me back at one. Joe from Boston, good friend. What up, Joe? Um, and last awkward situation you were in? Boy, that's good. Uh, so I tend to be in a lot of them. Really? Yeah, because is I that because say, everyone thinks they know you. I feel like no, that would get I think, annoying. No, I, I love that too. Like, oh, that goes back to the Gary right. Vee thing. I know I gotta go. Uh, I say awkward thing. I, say, you know, back to the way you even started the show. Yeah. To my clients, I tell them the thing they don't want to hear, mm-hmm. and not because I'm doing it on purpose. It's not my shtick. I'm telling you right now. One of the things that I worry about is. When people try to be like me, they think like doing that is gonna, like, all, right? It has to come from an honest place. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a lot of awkward pl- business. In real life, I'm actually weirdly the other way. When I put my business uniform on, I will go right at it. In real life, I hate confront. I hate, do you know I hate confrontation? That's surprising. Uh-huh, because most people only know me when my, you know, it's like a, I know a very famous football player right now that is a widely branded as like a tough guy on the field, but like super soft in real life, <laughs> like wallflower, right? Hmm. Um, I'm like that. In this world, I'm like, I wanna punch your face, right? Yeah. But like in real life, I'm like, you know? <laughs> uh, last vacation you took? Uh, we went to, uh, uh, Antigua, my wife and I, in December. Or Anguilla? Anguilla. Uh, other than the Jets, what would your hobby be if you had one? The Knicks. Other than that? Uh, garage sailing. Oh my gosh, that's I'm obsessed is. with garage sailing. <laughs> it's, I, that's awesome. I, I honestly think if I bought the Jets tomorrow, the only thing I would do on the side is garage sale on the weekends and then flip the stuff I find. And I get more, this is a straight up truth. I get more excited about buying something for $3 at a garage sale that I know is worth 80 bucks on eBay than landing a $5 million client for VaynerMedia, and it's not even close. Wow. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Winter or summer? Uh, I like them all. So honestly, I'm a hardcore four-season guy. I think they all have a spot. So is my husband. Win- nice, I like him. Uh, <laughs> winter or summer? But to answer the question, I would say summer. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Favorite snack? Uh, English peas. Oh, I knew that. Love from that. the dad episode. Yeah. Favorite cereal? Uh, a tie be- between grape nuts and Captain Crunch. 
What is your jam right so now? So different, right? That is. Uh, my jam right now. I'm not on a song right now. Song, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Artist. Uh, I'm not really on one right now. Believe it or not, I go through pockets where I don't have anything. I guess. I guess the closest thing I've got to that is. Um, I got something for you. Hold on. Uh, the closest thing is probably Same Old Love by Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. I like that song. Well, thank you so much thank again you. for letting us come in today. And we are giving away 10 autographed copies of Gary's new book. What should they do to enter to win? Uh, well, they should do something nice for you. Is what I'm, I'm going to throw a right hook for you. So I think that they should write, I'm going to challenge them, they should write a medium piece because Medium's a very important platform. We invest, full disclosure, I invested, but I don't talk about a lot of things that I invest in. This one's winning. Have you been playing there yet? Not yet. Not yet. Right? Which is what I know. Most people aren't. It's very good. It's a really easy way to get discovered. Mm-hmm. You should be transcribing your interviews into some short form version of Medium and posting them because one of them could go viral because you can go viral on Medium and you could build your show. So write a Medium piece, a three minute, four minute read on what you've learned from this gal. Awesome. I love it. Okay, and where should they find you right now? You want to send them all to your Snapchat? I mean, obviously, yeah. GaryVaynerChuck.com. I mean, you're the best. Do whatever you want. Overlay. Okay. I don't know. Facebook.com slash Gary is the easiest thing to remember because I'm distributing everything through there, so they'll find me. I'm Kelsey Humphreys. This is Gary Vaynerchuk, and this has been The Pursuit. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world. If you could go and leave a rating on iTunes, your word of mouth is my oxygen.